If you've got some serious outdoor work to do, then you need serious outdoor tools. And Makita are here to help you rule the outdoors. Check out the range. Makita.com.au It's the biggest sports show for your Saturday morning. Holy moly, we're back on it. Joey Montagna, Jay-Z Clark, Emma Friedman and everything sport. You think the Middle East they got problems? <laughs> Try rocking up to a playground with three kids that's got two swings. That is when your peacekeeping <laughs> skills really come to the fore. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Uh, thank you, Rapsy Shawriers. Welcome to another edition of Dead Set Legends with you every Saturday from 10 o'clock. Joey, Jay and Emma, boys and girls, have we uh, recovered from the grand final that was last weekend? How's everybody's livers? Because I've got to be honest, even though I was drinking at home last Saturday, Sunday morning I woke up and went, oh... That's a hangover. Haven't had one of those for a while. That hurt. Joey's come in with this little bottle of, he's got some special juice, some magic juice. What's going on with this juice of yours, Joey? I've just gone on a juice cleanse for the week, Jay-Z, because like Emma, it's been a few weekends. We've had uh, probably a bit more than, you know, especially with the night games. You start during the day, you watch the races, a few beers, (laughs) then it turns to red wine. Yep. So I've been on a juice cleanse all week. Uh, Haven't eaten. You get enough with uh, nutrients with what I've had. And it's been great. I haven't haven't been hungry. I feel great. I've been sleeping. You look good, mate. Been sleeping well. Well, thanks, Em. I've lost about four or five kilos in a Is week. That right. Yeah, so I feel really good. Any, like, um, are they good flavours? Is it tasty yeah, stuff? They are very tasty. Yeah. yeah, they are. They're good. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. got a smoothie for lunch. You get a bit of bone broth in it and, like, a oh, green God. soup for dinner. And uh, I'm feeling pretty good and I've lost a couple of kilos. So have you eaten anything over the past week? Like, eat anything at all? On Tuesday, I went for a long bike ride and I was knackered, so I had a handful of nuts. And then yeah. last okay. night, I had one slice of turkey. You've had one slice of turkey one slice and of a handful of nuts for the nuts. week? Yes. Oh, my God, I'd faint. This is not no, our did... regular content if you're listening in <laughs> no, for the first normally we've got. No, you're right, Em. Normally, we've got the bacon and egg, <laughs> yeah. the bacon and egg burger. and Special all that's, rolls. Well, that's the yeah. reason why I've gone on my juice cleanse. Oh, oh. Jay-Z, what's happened with you this oh, week? I look outside. I just continue. Continually disappointed by this weather and spring, and I've been on about I've been on this campaign for a long time. Spring is the most overrated season, Joey. You've been saying that. Autumn, right? Autumn is the most underrated. Now I think of spring; it's sort of you're up and down. It's basically your Gary Rowan of, uh, of, of, of seasons. Wow. You know, it's electric. It looks good one day, and it kicks five and twenty-five degrees that you're at the race is perfect, and then it's garbage like this yeah. forever. Where all, autumn, mate, 23, 24, no wind, perfect. More your Tom Hawkins. So um, for all those who keep pumping up spring, it's have a Look out your window. Garbage. And Jay-Z, what about Emma? Doesn't she look beautiful? Oh, all frothed oh, up down the line. Yeah. You're heading to Randwick after this, Em. How lucky I are am. you to go mm, to the I'm racetrack lucky. after this? But you're looking lovely, all frothed oh, thank up, you. glammed thank up, ready you. to go. Yeah, excited for a big day of racing. And we will get into that shortly. Super Saturday from both Flemington and Randwick. The great man who we love, Jason Richardson, to give us a call. He is fired up all year round. But when it comes to spring, you can just feel that extra pep in his step. It's <laughs> extra bit excited. He'll join us very shortly. The Solar Heart Quiz is back with your chance to win $200. And Greg Rust with a supercars update thanks to Bendix Brakes. But footy season is done and dusted, but the trade period is just heating up. Jay-Z, uh, things are just getting started, but what do you know? What's the latest? It, it, the thing is with this uh, year's trade period, so um, in previous years there's been some blockbuster moves, some big money thrown around, some high picks, some superstars, right? And that's how teams are going to make the jump into the top four or contest for the premiership. This year is a There's different... been Jeremy Cameron, yes. Tim Kelly, uh, Lockie Neal the year before. There's yes. been a whole number of trades. Beamsy, big yeah, guns, yeah, right? Yeah. This year, very different. 
kettle little of guns. kettle of little <laughs> guns. Exactly. Now, <laughs> managers and clubs spot on Emma. They're talking about saving careers and extending careers. So we're talking about a much lower salary band across the board. But already we're starting to see and get a feel and shape of things and who is going to be the big winner. Now, tell me this, Joey. There's always a big risk with this, but. Carlton under Michael Voss getting Adam Chera, who's probably the biggest fish, along with Jordan Dawson. We'll get to him in a sec. Chera and Hewitt, who hasn't been spoken a lot about. Mm. This is, feels like it will be the biggest story and, and the biggest change from the trade period. That Carlton goes from a pretty threadbare midfield. They've got Sam Walsh, future Brownlow medalist, probably. <laughs> but but they need more depth. And in Hewitt, like you watch the grand final, you see Petrarca and Oliver bang, bang at the front of the clearance and chain out. Clubs were watching that going, how are we going to stop this? And Hewitt with his defensive capacity, I know he's more of a workhorse, has the ability to sweep and stop some of that stuff. So I still think, I know we talked about the razzle-dazzle of Sardin Williams, but could this be a sneaky good trade trade period from the Blues? Oh, it's not a sneaky good trade period. It'll be they'll be the team that come out on top again in this trade period. I rate George Hewitt. Yes, he's got that defensive element to his game, but he's a tough contested ball winner, a player that you'd love to play with in your side. Chera brings the class. What it does for me, it just puts even more heat on Carlton and Michael Voss on yeah. top of what's already been said publicly about what they expect for the club. We've always spoken about Carlton's spine. We know they have an awesome spine. They've got a young ruck in De Koning. They've got their key forwards, key backs. They've got their flankers now. All they needed was some midfield depth, and they've absolutely nailed it. So it, it, all the expectation and heat, heat will be on Carlton that they have to play finals next year with what they've been able to get in the last few drafts, with the list they've got with Sam Walsh and Cripps and everyone else. I think that's uh, that, that's a great get by the Blues. Is that a reasonable expectation for a first-year coach at a club? Like, to say, finals or bust year one? Mm, well, it's generally it's not, point. but no. it depends on what when you're taking over and, and when, you know, what, what club you're taking over. So Voss, he's had the experience. That's why they want an experienced coach, him because they didn't want to put this pressure on a first-timer. Uh, hopefully Voss is up for the challenge because everyone's eyeballs in the mm. media will be on Carlton right from the start I, of the season. I can't wait for the fixture to be released. It's like Christmas for us uh, footy journos. finished and we're looking at <laughs> to <laughs> 2022. You know, Carlton got Richmond round one. Huge game, big game, tough game. Those opponents in round two and round three, like they don't want to cop West Coast in Perth and then, mm. you know, Brisbane at or Brisbane. Melbourne. or Yeah, or really, yeah. really tough start. That is going to be the story to come out of the fixture. Hey, Jordan Dawson, quickly, he's probably the next biggest fish in this. It's There's some tension in this trade because Adelaide uh, has got picks four and pick 23. Sydney wants something higher than pick 23. Geelong's in the same boat with Jordan uh, Clark. They've got uh, eight and uh, 27. They want something in between. What's fair for Jordan Dawson? I see the Bulldogs pick 17. They want to go down the order because they're going to get points for Sam Darcy. That part gets complicated. But I wonder whether the, the Bulldogs pick 17 breaks the deadlock for the Jordan Dawson trade. What's fair? Yeah, that sounds pretty right because 23 will end up being 25 or 26 once a few of the other bids come in and those sorts of things. Probably a bit low for Jordan Dawson. I think, he's, as you said, high teens, around 20, maybe 17, yep. 18, 19, 20, something like that for Jordan Dawson. So uh, they might just have to do a little bit of manoeuvring. Same with Jordan Clark. He's certainly not a top 20 pick. I think around that 27 mark is about right for Jordan Clark to go to uh, Fremantle. The issue with, with him, I don't, he hasn't he hasn't really sparkled on the field yet, but the issue with him is he's still got the contract. So the Cats' position is, like Tim Kelly, if we're not going to get the pick that we want, then we just keep him. And so the Cats have said that they've had that conversation with Jordan and he's open to that, which means that Fremantle's weight could be for another year. That's why the Cats are probably holding the slight upper hand in that deal, that contract, and they've shown with Tim Kelly um, 
they're uh, they're willing to hold the contract. Hey, what about my man, the inspirational captain, uh, Scotty Pendlebury, last night? Like oh, some people said, he should have played back. He should play forward. Third in Collingwood's best and fairest again, Joey. This is a phenomenal effort uh, from the old boy. So Jack Crisp took it out. Braden Maynard second, Pendlebury third, absolutely extraordinary. But it gets interesting from there. Where was Dugowie and Grundy? Jordan Dugowie fourth. Yep. Steel side bottom fifth. Mm-hmm. I think everyone thought that he had an underwhelming year, yeah. but obviously the coach is really rated fifth. Brody Grundy sixth. Ooh. Now they're getting bang for buck on that million dollar contract. No, of course, no they're not. No, they're not. We've, we've seen that. Uh, unfortunately, that was a deal they probably, and I think they've said, haven't they, the board, probably in hindsight they wouldn't have done. Uh, and just quickly, Jai Simpkin also won the Kangaroos' best and fairest last night. So well done to that young man. His first BNF, Sid Barker medal, beat out Ben Cunnington and Jack Zeeble. Early pick one, and I want to answer right yes. now. So question without notice here. Who finishes higher? Pick one, Collingwood or North Melbourne? Out of those two teams in 2022, Joey, who do you think is going to have the better year? The Collingwood Magpies oh, under you coach Craig McRae? It's pressure, oh, isn't it? Oh, man. Man, oh, man. I like North's list going forward, but for next season, mm. with while Collingwood have still got their veterans with Pendlebury and Sidebottom and those guys, maybe Collingwood just be close though between those two. And Emma, Callum Collingwood. Both bottom four. Jones, we're going to speak about Richmond and the Hawks a little bit uh, later, Joe, but Callum Collingwood Jones going from Richmond to North Melbourne. Nice pickup uh, for the Kangaroos. Helps their forward structure alongside Big Suva Lucky. Kangaroos really improving their stocks for next year. Hey, next time for our Solar Heart quiz. Future proof your home with Solar Heart and save up to $1,000. Get smart, get Solar Heart. $200 up for grabs for the quiz. It's Triple M's Dead Set Legends Weekend Quiz. Future proof your home with Solar Heart and save up to $1,000. Get smart, get Solar Heart. It is time for our Solar Heart quiz. Now the rules. It's last man or woman standing. All about sport, but you do get one lifeline for one question only. If you can't answer Joey's first question, you can use your smart switch lifeline to get a different question, but still on the same topic. How are the questions going this morning, Quizmaster? They're pretty generous today. Pretty easy. Oh, we're mm-hmm. just we're coming out of the grand final. We just need an easy week just to relax. Yeah, I just want to give away two hundred bucks cash for someone. <laughs> and who's in first? Robert. Robert online. G'day, Robert. Yes, how are you? Good, mate. Let's see if you can sweep the board here. Remembering you've got your smart switch lifeline if you don't know one of the answers, but you might know the first one. Question one. Can you name one of the two Western Bulldogs players in the grand final that kicked three goals? Uh, Can Rob. Bonson Pally? Yes, he did. Oh, well done. Him and Adam Trelaw were the two Western Bulldogs to kick three goals in the grand final. Question two. Can you name one of the two unrestricted free agents that have moved clubs in the last couple of days? Uh, oh, the bloke from Fremantle who went to Carlton? No, that's incorrect. Oh, sorry, sorry Robert. That hasn't happened yet. No. Had the smart switch lifeline up his sleeve as well. Didn't use it. G'day, Adam. How are you, mate? G'day, guys. How are you? Good, thanks, pal. Hey, do you know one of the two unrestricted free agents that have already been confirmed as moving to new clubs? Yes, uh, Marby or Charles. Yes, very good. That's right. He's gone to the Gold Coast and Jake Kelly's gone from Adelaide to the Bombers. Question three, the Perth Glory, now we've been speaking about this on Triple M the last Mm -hmm. couple of days, Perth Glory have announced the signing of Daniel Sturridge, a star in the EPL. Can you name one of the EPL teams that he played for? I can. uh, I'm a Liverpool fan, so Liverpool. There you go. Well done. Do you reckon he's going to be a good get for Perth Glory? How good a player is he? 
He's very good, but he's uh, he's very injury prone. Yeah, well, that's sure. the risk. Yeah, Ooh, that's he's quite one. astute at him, isn't yeah, he? This yes. morning. Well, I suppose you're not going to. If he's at his prime, he's probably not playing in the A League, is he? So nah. injury prone. But hopefully, they can get him right in Perth. Bit of get a bit of weather. <laughs> the poor not much coin in the A League. That's not a clip, Blakey. That's just being honest. <laughs> a bit rough to the A League. Oh well, come on, let's be honest. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Question four, and you've still got your smart switch lifeline up your sleeve, mate. Hey, last weekend the Storm they had a horrible loss to Penrith in the preliminary final. Do you know the only Storm player that scored a try? Good question. Uh, Can I give yeah, a smart it was the fullback. Yes. No, it was the fullback. It was uh, Pappenhausen. Well done. Good, Eric. Well done. Good man. It was indeed. Ryan Pappenhausen and the South Sydney Rabbitohs play Penrith tomorrow. Last question, question five, and you've got your lifeline if you need it. But the Wallabies play today. Which nation are they coming up against? Ooh. <laughs> uh, is this the team that got in trouble for going down to Byron? They were in, yeah, they were in Queensland. They snuck. They went to Byron. They said they were going to a health retreat. <laughs> uh, that's an early exactly. give me a club. Which country would they be playing I, in the World Championship? I'll take, can I do the lifeline? Yeah, yeah. do the lifeline. This isn't the easiest lifeline Can't question Adam, either. I, I want I want Adam to get it. Do you know who the Wallabies captain is? Oh, jeez. Boy, um, not much of a union fan. Nah. Um, no. Is it uh, sort of the, Wade Cooper? No, it's not bad luck. It's bad similar luck. in terms of the last name, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it sort of rhymes. Good one. Yeah. Uh, Gary from Drysdale. G'day, Gary. Yeah, how you going? Good, mate. You come in Steve Bradbury style. Do you know who the Wallabies are playing today? Which nation? No, I don't. So um, I'm trying to think of the health resort hint. Um a do I get a lifeline? Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, you got don't, the smart switch. Don't, yep. don't give me the captain one, though. Well, that is that. Uh, that's the question, <laughs> that is We that. can't change the rules for you, mate. That's meant to be the easier question. Georgie, who is the Wallabies' captain? <sighs> nah, I've got nothing, mate. Nah, he's got the blonde, yeah, like... sort of the blonde locks, and uh, he, I would have said he's, would he say he's a good-looking unit? He might have been uh, back in his day before he probably got banged up. He's, he's not necessarily for me. But... No, nah, okay. All right, I won't say that then. Um, Jesse, how are you, Jesse? G'day, Joey. I'm well. Do you know who the Wallabies are playing this afternoon? Um, no, I don't either. Oh, can, I, um, can I activate the... Uh, yes, you can. You can, but do you know who the Wallabies' captain is? I think that's Michael Hooper. It is indeed. Well done, Jesse. Well, well done, done good one. Yeah, they're playing Argentina this afternoon. Ah. The Argentinians. Uh, very good. Uh, well done, Jesse. You win 200 bucks, mate. What are you going to do with it? Uh, the little one turned seven on Tuesday, so he'll oh. probably get some of it, and the rest will go on me for something. Yes, uh, well done, Jesse. I like yourself. that answer. Treat yourself and treat your little seven-year-old. Well done, mate. Congratulations, Jesse. And we'll do the uh, Solar Heart Quiz again next weekend. But next, oh, we love this man, Jason Richardson, to give us a bell ahead of a massive day racing on Channel 7 at Flemington and Randwick. Coming up on Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, Jay-Z and Emma. I bought a uh, box of half chop-coated tiny teddies. Oh, wow. Didn't I absolutely destroy half a box of those in absolute uh, <laughs> time? Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Rule the outdoors with Makita. Check out the range, makita.com.au. Well, it is showtime for spring racing on Channel 7. Epsom Day in Sydney, Turnbull Stakes Day at Flemington, all live and free across the channels of 7. And the captain of the coverage is, of course, Jason Richardson, our favourite. And he is kind enough to join us on the line this morning before he heads out to the track. Richo, welcome to the show. You must be pumped getting into this big time of the year. 
Absolutely pumped, little Speedy, but I think we better break the news that you've just sacked Bruce as the skipper. I'm very much in the vice-captain role. What are you doing? Don't upset Bruce on your first day. No, mate, you are. Come on. I'm sure you can have, like, shared co-captains. Is that <laughs> Well, as uh, as Joey would know, that never bloody works. No. So, uh, Neither no, the succession Brucey. plans. Correct. <laughs> Brucey boys, the skipper. But, hey, ladies and gentlemen, all around the world, tuning in to Seven today. We're bringing in the big guns, three massive Group 1s in Sydney. Yep. And when we think Group 1s, we think Emma Friedman. Mm. That's right. Slides really, into you? the seat, into this big hosting chair. And the word that I got through the team meeting we had was, Richo, shut up, get out of my way. That's right. Hey, Richo. <laughs> hey, Richo, we love having you on this show. You are our favourite guest, without a doubt. But what we also love about you is you are so astute with your tips. And before we just want to chat, I want to get this audio and this is amazing and why you are the best in the business. I'm predicting the Mighty Dees win by over 10 goals. Christian from Trucker will win the Norm Smith locking in. Now, you well are done. wasting your talents, Richo, on all these other sports, <laughs> athletics and cricket and racing. Animals. You should be coming across to the footy, mate. Melbourne by 10 goals and Christian Petrarca to win the Norm Smith. Cha-ching. Excuse me. Nobody saw that coming except you. Well, that all up did pay just short of 70 to 1 too, but oh. if you've had an interest in it. <laughs> wow. Wow. Did you really? Little flutter? Well, something small for the kids just to keep them honest. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to put them through a little, you know, little nice school in uh, Melbourne if I can do my best, if we could ever go back to school. Yeah, but, very um, impressive. That, that uh, was bloody good. Oh, well, you know, how good were the Mighty Ds as well? They were fantastic. So, uh, mate, love to get involved in the footy. Uh, any spots available, Joey? You know, is there anything you can uh, We can make do? something happen. Organise something. You, well, you are the brightest star on Australian television, to be honest, uh, Richard. I don't know how you what cope is... with being so popular, to be honest. I mean, the charm and charisma, <laughs> and now you're filling our pockets as well. Hey, uh, look, the big story, I think, in Melbourne today is, is the Turnable. We've got to get Emma's thoughts on this uh, in a second. But, geez, it's a sexy matchup, incentivised versus. Is very elegant. Which way are you leaning? Well, I'm with very elegant. I mean, she's such a star, isn't she? Uh, nine-time Group One winner. To win ten would be incredible. This is a this is a mare who, when she was a, a young filly, she used to over race so much. She was um, just didn't understand what she was trying to do. She'd, she'd throw her head around, and she'd be her own worst enemy in that regard. She'd waste so much energy. Finally, Chris Wallace got her to harness that energy. I actually think she'll run really well in a Melbourne Cup, believe it or not. Mm. Uh, I think she'll run well in a Cox Plate and in the Melbourne Cup. Today, she's going to be giving incentivise a big head start at the top of the straight, and that's the reality of it. You look at the speed map, um, incentivise is going to get an easy lead again. Mm. There'll be no pressure. Maybe very elegant, might actually end up settling right in behind him. Um, I think she's better than him, so I'm with very elegant. Uh, if incentivise goes really close to very elegant, he'll start about $2 in the Caulfield Cup because... He plummets in weight, gets back to a handicap. 2,400 metres will suit him. So I think young Verta is the horse that we'll keep our eye on from a from maybe a Cups point of view. He's only had the one run back. He's about 41 today. So I don't think he can beat them today. But I think he can run a good race and then keep an eye on him for maybe a Caulfield or Melbourne Cup. But, mate, I'm with, I'm with the champ. Very elegant. I've had a look, Richo, at your tips going forward for the rest of the spring. Mm. So for the Everest, you've gone Mask Crusader, who goes around today. Caulfield Cup, you've gone Mount Popper. In the Cox Plate, you've gone the International in State of Rest. And then the Golden Eagle up in Sydney again, Mwanga, who also races today for Annabelle Nisham. So you haven't included Zaki, who we know is an absolute superstar at the moment, and you haven't included Incentivising the Cups. 
Well, uh, but that's because all the others did, and they're so boring. And Bruce, <laughs> they slotted, you know, incentivise. Everyone's going, oh, and blah, 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 incentivise. So I thought, you know what, I'll mix it up a bit. Mount Popper, um, he needs to show something today. He's already qualified for the Cup, so that uh, I think you get a huge tick there. Um, I may switch out Caulfield Cup Day. State of rest, don't underestimate him. He's about $15, $16 at the moment for the, for the Cox Plate. Trained by Joseph O'Brien from Ireland. He comes through with a really similar form uh, profile, maybe even better than Adelaide did when it came out and won a Cox Plate and a red-hot Cox Plate. So everyone's with Zaki versus Very Elegant, but I just thought I'd throw in one a little extra. And Mask Crusader in the Everest, well, he needs to stand up today. You're um, keen today, aren't you, Richo? You're keen on I'm it today. Very, a big fan of Get On. I saw it was today. your best bet. Yeah, well, I just think, um, and Em will be able to see him in the mounting yard today, and that's going to be really important. He was awesome first up, yet he looked like a you know a little hairy uh, goat. Um, he wasn't. <laughs> he, his his coat, which is the way the only way we can judge, because horses don't talk. Hey, bitty bitty bit bit bit. Breaking news. Is it breaking news? Horses can't talk, so we're trying to we're, we're trying to work out how they're feeling. And when you look at them through their coat, when you see a really shiny coat, that actually tells you that is a really Healthy, happy horse internally comes out through their coat. I think we'll see him looking nearly spot on today. Third up from a spell. I think he can win Mask Crusader. So I'm sticking with him from an Everest point of view. That's, I've broken some big stories. Yeah, that's a bit like Jay-Z, though, Richard. When he comes in shaved and he's sort of cl- like got a bit of a glow about him, we can tell he's in a good mood. Sometimes he comes in a bit dishevelled, yeah, his hair all over the joint, he's yeah. got stubble, and we know he's a bit hungover. So sure. even though Jay can talk, we can sort of see the how he's feeling by how he comes and looks. It's a good point. The Z factor's always got that about him. I see, And also that little glow he gets on his forehead. That's when I know, that's when I know he's on. When he's, he's ready to deliver something, then that's what we looking for with Mask Crusader. So, right. Speedy, that's your job today. I yeah. want you to go and see if you can do your hair in Mask Crusader's uh, coat. Yeah. Well, that's a good sign. Maybe that'll come Everest Day. Richo, my forehead is certainly glowing at the moment because I want to, if you've got a tip for me, just a little yeah, sneaky something, just give me, what What can I fill up on today? Because I'm going to sit on the couch doing not much, watching the nags probably. What, what's just something out of the private file? You want me just a little breakaway just between you and I? Oh, no, yeah. just, no one's listening. Just us, Richard. <laughs> okay, great. Well, we'll see in the flight stakes, um, I think she's all class and Von Trapp can run really well. Both uh, are just... $10. Agree with you on Von Trapp about that, Richo. I think she's going to really relish that 1,600 metres in the flight stakes, so watch out for her. Okay, we're going to scratch Von Trapp. (laughs) (laughs) You're a bastard, aren't you? (laughs) She's all class. Hey, in the Metrop in Sydney, number 20, Zarek, I've been praying that he got a start. He's only had a couple of starts in Australia. Love the way he ran last start. He will relish 2,400 metres down in the weights. He, at around $10, is another fantastic bet. Now, in the what are you going to do in the Epsom? Epsom, uh, hungry heart, around $8.50 can run really, really well. A tissue, no worries, bless you. Um, she'll run really well around $17. And I've got one that I'm going to throw in my trifecta at $110 called Lion's Roar, blinkers Ooh. on the round with Guinea's winner. You know what it sounds like to us, Richard? It sounds Jay-Z and I. It sounds like a quaddy day, both in Sydney and yeah, Melbourne. I think yeah. it's a quaddy day. We sit back, have a lot of horses, and uh, hopefully a couple of roughies get up. Maybe Lions Roar at 100 to 1 will be nice.
maybe just shoot me a texty, mate, and I'll just help you with some numbers. Beautiful. That. Sounds good. Private file. <laughs> Richo, we appreciate your time this morning before you head out to Flemington. The coverage on Channel 7 beginning at 12 o'clock. Uh, get that powder going on your forehead, my friend. You'll need it. I'm going into hair and makeup now. It takes me three weeks normally. <laughs> <laughs> mate, we appreciate your time. We'll see you soon. See you, team. Thanks, Richo. Legend. Jason Richards in there from the Channel 7 commentary team for spring racing beginning this morning at 12 o'clock on 7. The Dead Set Legends, Triple M. Enjoying our time uh, talking about the trade period, uh, Jay-Z, but mm. there are a few clubs at the moment who are, shall we say, sitting on their hands, just waiting for things to happen around them. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's an astute observation, uh, Emma. I don't know how many more times I can write about Luke Dunstan, Joey, and the trade no. period hasn't even started yet, so wish me luck for the next fortnight, it's fair to say. But can I, what's got my eyes is Hawthorne. Now, traditionally, when you've got a club which is old and which is down the bottom, I think we've seen uh, clubs really benefit from being proactive in this space, trading out trying to get that extra pick in. Now, at at this stage, it doesn't look like or it's hard to foresee any significant moves from Hawthorne being made, whether that's Mitchell, whether that's Wingard, whether that's Bruce or Shields or something like that, to get an extra top 30 pick, an extra asset to help fuel this um, regeneration. It is clear that the – what – path the Hawks are on. Am I right? So, it, it, and and they're a bit of a victim here because of, because of the salary cap has been reduced and because rival clubs don't have the money, it's an unfortunate year, I think, for Hawthorne to be in this position because they don't have clubs being aggressive at the moment. As we've seen in recent years when Collingwood got um, Dane Beams, uh, f- for example, you know, Carlton going to get, paying 800 for Zach Williams and uh, 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 Adam Saad, you know, there have been some wheeling and dealing done. Now, this year, I think it is Frustrating and unfortunate for a club like Hawthorne, who probably in the mood for an extra pick to trade out one of their players, but the appetite and the market isn't there this year. Yeah, it's a good point. So they probably would like to move on maybe one or two of their veterans and get another pick inside, as yep. you said, you know, inside 20 ideally, but inside 30. But who are they and which clubs actually have, as you said, the salary cap space or the willingness and desire for those players? So you think about, is it Segler or McAvoy? Mm. Probably not a lot of interest. Maybe Segler, but geez, you're clutching a little bit. Gunston and Bruce, yes, definitely, but they're contracted and on pretty big money. Yep. So a club that's in that premiership window has got to be able to afford them and want them. If you're not in the premiership window, you know, are you going to take a 30-year-old, 29-year-old on that sort of money if you're not yet? And then, you know, Shields, would there be a lot of interest? The ones that are, as you said, Wingard, O'Meara, and Mitchell, maybe they would like to move one of them on, but maybe the Hawks are saying, you know what, those three are still in their prime. They both, had, you know, O'Meara had a very uh, very good year. Yep. Tom Mitchell had an excellent underrated year. Yep. I was big on him all year. Polled top 10 in the Brownlow again. And Chad Wingard, I think, showed his capability towards the back end of the season. So maybe they want to keep that group as their core and continue to build around them. But mm. I still do think they need to get creative to get more early top 10 picks. Because as we've just seen with Melbourne winning the flag, even yep. the Western Bulldogs, all their guns have been top 10 draft picks. Yep. So you need really early picks. Uh, the Hawks, if they can't get them, are going to build slowly. But I like their list, by the way. I think their list isn't as bad as a lot of people think. Well, what do you, what do you, what do you mean? What, what do you, what's the upside? I what's think, the projection? I think I, How I, far away I are I certainly they? don't think they're a bottom four team next year. We saw, really? we saw the way they played the back end of this year. They knocked off... They knocked off a number of teams that were playing finals. They beat Sydney. They drew with Melbourne. They beat Brisbane. Um, they, they knocked off another team in the finals. I can't think of who it is. But I think their list is in a much better spot than people think. So I don't think they're a bottom four team. They should be in that bracket between, you know, 10 and ten and 13, something like that. Do you know who could be one of the most underrated players? We never talk about this guy. Like, you talk about Hawthorne players, you immediately think Wingard, Mitchell, O'Meara. Do you know the bloke who I'd love to get my hands on? I think of a club like... 
Richmond thinking about the possibilities. Luke Bruce, imagine slotting Luke Bruce into your forward half. You know he's going to be razor sharp with his efficiency. He's a he's a leader in that forward line. He can play midfield. You know he does the defensive stuff. What box does Luke Bruce not tick? That's a good point. That's a, that's the one you would want. Absolutely. If you're another club, you'd be asking. But then Hawks would want something really high in return. But if you're a team in the Premiership window, absolutely Luke Bruce. But I think clubs have asked, and I think he's pretty happy to stay at Hawthorne. I mean, yep. he's had opportunity to leave. Yep. He loves the club. He's a Premiership player. Um, I think they've got the most exciting back six or seven in the competition, the Hawks. When you look at their back line with James Sicily yep. coming back next year, they've got Granger, Barras and Will Day, two stars. Mm-hmm. Giath showed that he's going to be a gun. And you've got Hardwick and Frost and a few others back there, even Impey to come back. I think it's a very exciting back line. The midfield we spoke about. And if Gunson and Bruce are back in that forward line and fully fit and healthy... As I said, they'll be a team that can be a bit of a sleeper for next year. Just wonder whether they missed the boat on Gunston. Collingwood trade uh, offered and picked up the phone. They said, what would you want for Gunston? Hawthorne said we'd entertain it for a first-round pick. That's where the conversation ended on that one. Quickly on Richmond, they lose Marby Ochoa to the Gold Coast, free agent, and then Callum Coleman-Jones. Nice pick up for North Melbourne, really, to help Nick Larkey there in their forward line. What what kind of a, a hole, and they get Robbie Tarrant, what kind of a hole does that lead in their forward half with Rewalt and Lynch, obviously, the two mainstays? Yeah, it does. I think... Coleman Jones in particular, a talented youngster that you would have loved to have kept because Rewalt, we presume, has got one year left. He maybe has one more. Tom Lynch, I think, has passed his peak. I think we've seen that, you know, that, that what he was like at, at the Gold Coast and maybe his first year at Richmond, he's not that same player. He, he sort of doesn't impact as much as you would like from one of the elite key position players in the comp. But they're going to go to the well with those guys mm. again. Um, and maybe, you know, Dustin Martin can become their full forward over the next three years anyway and yep. become pa- capable of kicking 60 goals. As an option, I think they're in the window, absolutely. I think Robbie Tarrant shores up their defence when they get bolted back there, um, you know, Grimes and, and, and Broad and, and, and everyone else they've got. Someone that I think Richmond should look at is Luke Dunstan. I think he doesn't necessarily have to play in their best 22, but it'll cost them nothing. Don't, they won't have to go with any draft picks. And with Cochin ageing, we know some injuries, Prestier and Edwards and those guys, just as another big bull that can play as an inside mid, they're in the premiership window, you could have worse players on your list than Luke Dunstan, who polled 11 Brownlow votes, You know, had a terrific back end of the season. I think if Richmond were to score him for nothing, they get Tarrant for nothing, they get all their players back fit and healthy. Richmond absolutely are a top four team again next year. He plays a Richmond style too with that surge footy. I think get him cheap, 150 grand a year or thereabouts. Also keep an eye on Geelong where they have a crack at Talia from Adelaide now that Henderson's gone uh, to assure up their defence. Won't people go bananas if they pick up another, another 30 year old? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Crows will go absolutely mental as well. Yeah. Great analysis as always, boys. Rusty's Motorsport Update for Bendix. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. On the line now is our good mate Greg Rust from the Rusty's Garage podcast, which you can get for free on the listener app. Good morning to you, Rusty. Now, everyone is eagerly awaiting the return of the supercars after so long parked up. Are they mixing up the formats with the four events you mentioned last week at Sydney Motorsport Park? Yeah, they are. Um, obviously, the, the immediate thought is four events at the same racetrack will get pretty giddy, won't we? So um, this is good by supercars organisers. Obviously, challenging conditions with what's going on with, with COVID and, and so on. So they're toying with softer tyres, pit stops for fuel. A um, couple of the races are going to be under lights as well. And Sydney Motorsport Park, when it is lit up like that, under lights is fantastic. So uh, it'll be a great lead into Bathurst. They can kind of get settled, get some events under their belts and then finish the year with the big one, the great race at Mount Panorama.
Uh, Rusty, the Russian Grand Prix had it all. I stayed up late, watched Did it you? all. It was compelling. <laughs> it was dramatic. I even watched the replay. Seriously, that's how much <laughs> I loved it. I'm just hooked. Lewis Hamilton, of course, got gets the ton, the 100th victory. And, and heartbreak for Daniel Ricciardo's teammate, Lando Norris. Joey, stuck with his uh, um, normal tyres, the slicks, when it was raining. Oh. And, he, and he slid off at cost him victory. Rusty, what were they thinking? Sochi, uh, which hosted the Winter Olympics all those years ago, hasn't always been the most exciting racetrack, I've got to be honest with you, but this round delivered for all sorts of reasons. So heartbreak, as you, you point out, for Dan Ricciardo's teammate, Lando Norris went oh so close to winning his first ever Grand Prix. He is a young star. He will unlock it and come back stronger from this. There's no doubt about it. They made a call at the 11th hour of the race when rain was falling uh, not to pit for tyres and it proved costly. Hamilton, 100 wins in, in Formula One just seems mighty. No matter what you think of him, it is a, a super impressive feat. He will forever uh, go down as one of the greats of the sport. A hundred wins, it's it's unlikely to ever be beaten. Yeah, absolutely, it certainly won't be. Hey, Jay-Z, yes. you stayed up to watch the Grand Prix. Yep. I didn't stay up that late, but I certainly watched the undercard oh, did at you? Sochi. Ah. And the Aussies, they dominated. Yep. Tell you what, Rusty, our future F1 stocks, just from my uh, observant eye, they look pretty good. <laughs> it really does. So Oscar Piastri, who's under Mark Webber's wing and, and being looked after by Mark is dominating in Formula 2, the second tier of the sport. Looks difficult for him to find a way into F1 uh, next year, but off the success he had at Monza, he continued that at, at Sochi. And Jack Doohan, Mick Doohan's young bloke in Formula 3, the third tier of the sport, he won as well. It was a feisty race in that. And a bit of chat between uh, Mick and Jack Doohan this week that he is likely to step up to the second tier to Formula 2 next season. So some good stuff. Uh, excellent stuff from you as always, Rusty. And we'll chat to you again next week. Yeah, take care, guys. Have a great weekend. Rusty's Motorsport Update for Bendix. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. AM, of course, NRL Grand Final tomorrow. I want to get your thoughts on that in a moment. But, Jay-Z, did you yep. see this news in the A-League? Great get for the Perth glory and for the A-League in general. Big. England superstar Daniel Sturridge, yep. who's played for Liverpool. He's won a Champions League. He's been a, a huge goal scorer. He's coming across to play for the Perth glory in the A-League this summer. I think that's a great get for the A-League and Perth glory in general. He's only 32 years of age, so it's not like he's coming over to get his pension as a 40-year-old. Massive signing. I think soccer's on the way up, the domestic league. I think the rebranding this week, the A-Leagues, I think this is going to draw eyeballs not only across the country, but across the globe, Joey. Absolutely. And uh, that little bit of NBA, we've been following the Ben Simmons oh, saga is, oh, a lot. This is getting it's getting uglier because Joel Embiid has basically come out in the last day or two and given Ben Simmons a bit of a clip, Yep. Uh, which is almost putting the writing on the wall that he's not coming back. Yep. Doc Rivers, the coach, has been on record as saying – we think we can get him back to play. We'd love him in the team. Joel Embiid's been saying the right things. He won't come back now. Uh, the Sixers have now withheld $11 million Australian dollars of his pay oh. uh, until he, something gets done, until a deal gets sorted out. Joel Embiid clipped him and said, we got rid of Jimmy Butler basically because you wanted the ball in your hands more. Oh. Uh, we got Al Horford across so that you could have the ball in your hands. So it's getting ugly. Ben Simmons certainly won't play for the Philadelphia 76ers now. 
they're just going to have to wait and try and get an ideal trade. But it's just quite oh difficult at the moment. God. It doesn't seem to be a, a great suitable trade that's going to please everybody. So they want him just to come and train, come to training camp in, in preparation yep. for be the part season. Of the team. Yeah. Yep. He's not our most humble sporting star, <laughs> no, is he, old Ben Simmons? I've lost my faith in, in old Simo. He's, he's not a good look. on my radar. Not a good look. He lost me once. Uh, he didn't uh, play with the, the Boomers, yeah, uh, of yeah. course. That's when he broke all our hearts. Although but Brian Gorgian did tell us. He did reach out to the, all the coaches. He bought them all a watch and all those yeah. sorts of things. Yeah. Can't buy my love, Joey. Yeah. Come on. Exactly right. You can't do that. Well, what is interesting there too is the vax debate. So I think a 95% of NBA players are on track to be vaccinated. But Kyrie oh. Irving, yeah. he is making a strong sense. He's one of the big three at Brooklyn Nets. He's vice president of the Players Association or, or similar, um, and he is against it. And there is a, a, a bit of a uh, is a brewing story there. Huge. Here. They think trading. There's all the commentary over there saying they're trading. It, it's it's going to be a waste. Otherwise, he's not going to play. He's, he's going to play. The sidelines. Yeah. And they're making to follow with the AFL if any players refuse to get vaccinated now, that it's now mandated and what that means for clubs. Do you know what? Six months ago, there was some get some concern over that. Would would players not want to get vaxxed? The real story here is that they could get 100%. I think it's been like unanimous extraordinary. take yeah. up. Well, I think it's um, been a really strong response from the AFL playing community. Yep. I am. So the NRL grand final tomorrow, South Sydney, Rabbitohs, Penrith. Uh, we know it's now been cut to 75% capacity. First of all, do we believe the game is still going to go ahead at Suncorp. That's locked in. And if so, who do you think will win and why? Yeah, so the latest this morning is that it will stick at Suncorp tomorrow afternoon unless something really dramatic happens in the next 24 hours. But the NRL have now kind of pulled back on that chat about moving it to Sydney in two weeks' time. So tomorrow a lock, Suncorp Stadium uh, in the evening. But for me... Oh, it's such a – this is a real It's a beauty, isn't one. it? It's going to be a great an game. absolute beauty. Two teams who have been flying at the right time of the season. I think my head says South, but my heart says the Panthers. So what is, what say, does your wallet say? Yeah, if you had to have 10 bucks <laughs> – see, if you had to have 10 bucks on one of the two, good one, Jay. Okay, my wallet says the Panthers, okay. and for a little bit of an extra cheeky, mm-hmm. I'm going to have Brian Toto to score – Two tries. Oh, right. as well. You like him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We need I do something. like him a lot. Yeah, good the one, Em. Uh, very good. We've got plenty more to come right here on Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, Jay Z, and Emma. Where do jumpers belong? Do they belong on the hanger or do they belong on the shelf? Go the hanger. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. For serious outdoor work, you need serious outdoor tools. Nikita, rule the outdoors. Big second hour coming up. Limo's going to pop by very shortly for a Saturday morning giggle. And we will have our racing tips. I know we've been teasing them all morning. It's a big day of racing at Flemington and Randwick. We'll go through them very shortly. But thanks to Makita, serious outdoor work requires serious outdoor tools. Right now you can land yourself a free Makita brushless blower. When you buy any selected Makita LXT 18 volt times 2 brushless line trimmer kit, hurry limited time only, offer via online redemption. We take you from the job site to the backyard and beyond sold all across Australia or visit makita.com.au for your nearest stockist and range. Joey? Now, Jay-Z, yep. you've been up and about today, which I've loved. You always are, but you're bouncing out of your skin. I've just got a feeling like yep. you've you've got something you're withholding or something you've got that uh, you're excited about. Big I interview tell, style. I can tell <laughs> the way you sort of... A big interview, is that what it is? Well, um... <laughs> 
may have had the pleasure of speaking to Melbourne coach Simon Goodwin yesterday oh. for a bit of an extended chat in the Sunday Herald Sun. So I think online tonight and then um, in the paper tomorrow, of course, by your Sunday Herald Sun. And uh, you know how you were talking last week, Joey, about some of the themes that yes. Luke Beveridge has used? So that was fascinating what you said about the Shawshank Redemption, which is a movie we all know and love. Well, Goody talks about some of the theming he used um, to inspire um, his Melbourne troops and also interesting. Interestingly, yeah, he goes to the the Avalanche, the 16-goal Avalanche, and what it was like driving that mothership, yep. which mm-hmm. I think Melbourne fans will love, and then reflecting on 2019 and how difficult it was. Remember, he collapsed in that press conference, and it was the pressure of everything was taking a big toll. So, look, um, it was a fascinating chat. You, when you get coaches for an extended period and the guard comes yeah. down a bit, like it, it, it can be outstanding. You watch... The presses on a yeah, Sometimes on a Goody is someone, I reckon, in a press conference that does give the straight bat a lot. So if you can let his guard down and get some honest and some deep answers, that'd be great. It was great. great. Read. And, the, and the connection you feel, like, then you just think back to his journey at Melbourne and why they all love him. Have you ever heard of Melbourne players? Has there ever been any tension between the playing group and Tom Goodwin? No. Never. They've all been so in sync. And, um, you know, I, I got a little bit of a glimpse of that and I absolutely oh, loved good. it. So the Her- Sunday Herald Sun tomorrow. Congratulations to you, Jay. Great That's day. a big get. Yeah, well done. Can you see me patting myself on my back in front the Front page? Or? Is it going to be front page? <laughs> I don't think no. so. We Sunday. give you a bit of shit sometimes. Yeah, no, no, that's a great, that's a great get. We'll certainly be reading that <laughs> tomorrow uh, in the Sunday Herald Sun. Hey, before we just go, uh, we get Limo in. Yes. Can I just throw both of you a pick one? Yes. Just, right, here we go. Okay, so speaking of Simon Goodwin and the Melbourne Premiership, we've all week there's been speak, talk about that. Uh, we won't Hayden the, from Morris Jones, right? And he's oh, yes. he's in oh, yes. Hayden Burbank, who's who's uh, snuck over. He, we don't condone his behaviour. He's no. done the wrong thing. But what I want to pose to you both of you is it worth ten days in the pen? to be able to go and see something <laughs> once in a lifetime opportunity that all these other Melbourne supporters are, are you know, spewing they couldn't actually be there live to get into the rooms, to get photos with the players. Would you, for whatever your moment is, Jay-Z, it's probably meeting the Red Hot Chili Peppers backstage or whatever <laughs> yes. it's you, would you accept, say, ten, if you can do it, but you've got to do 10 days in jail afterwards? Really? I want to get your answer after the break. <laughs> Don't give it yet. He was texting me about two weeks ago. Hayden Burbank. So the police haven't contacted me yet because there's some doubt over like where his, his previous whereabouts oh, or whatever. Because on. he painted the front of his bar. You're an accomplice. He yes. was sort of saying, "I'll oh, come." Does the Herald? Oh, yeah, he was come? asking all the, everyone, oh, not yes. just you. Don't take. Oh, it. He, oh, apparently, oh. he was asking all the media to come and uh, film his his, <laughs> his <laughs> restaurant. Oh, it is. <laughs> it's a story that just keeps on getting better. The Dead Set Legends Triple M. Good morning to you, Limo. Morning, Great Limo. to see you in the studio. Oh, hello, Emma. Hello, team. Wonderful Limo. to be with you. And Simon Goodwin, mm. Jay-Z, mm, yep. wonderful. Shame you couldn't get him for this show. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Good. No worries. Yeah. I could have got a little exclusive bit of audio in that chat, brought it here. Yep. Yep. No. Sorry, mate. No, no. Anyway, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I, uh, you asked 10 years. Well, ten, no, ten, ten, days, ten, ten days. Ten days. Ten days in jail. There's, there's nothing I'd do ten years for. I'm telling <laughs> that right now. Uh, ten days in jail. If Geelong ever plays Sydney in a grand final, I will happily spend ten days in jail so I don't have to see it. That's my. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hey! The 2006 semi-final. Nick Davis, one of the, one of the greats, one of the most pulsating finishes. And I didn't hate either of those teams back then. <laughs> so they're the two I you love them both because they've well, both been the horse. Yes. Before, yeah. So, you yeah. know, I yeah. get it. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, uh, now guys, bit of bad news. This will be my last uh, Dead Set Legends. Oh, no. oh. Uh, today, yes. Yeah. I've got a new job uh, starting Monday 
as the uh, Premier of New South Wales. <laughs> so uh, it, it just came. Bag. We loved her. It just came up yesterday. So yeah. I thought I'm going to grab it while I can <laughs> and get into politics. I mean, what sort of a shit show is this country at the moment? <laughs> oh. I mean, seriously. I thought the same. Just a debacle. There, there are people in Afghanistan looking at Australia, going, "No thanks. No, no, we'll stay here. We'll stay here. That joint is a mess." <laughs> Seriously, oh. Gladys. So she steps down because of corruption allegations, mm. right? And she and all these people have come out, including the ABC and the bloody Labor Party. <laughs> this is what they've said about her. Oh, she always got things done. She was a strong presence. She was a good friend, a wonderful yeah. premier, trusted, respected. Scamo said she always did the best for the people in New South Wales. <laughs> she bloody spent their money <laughs> on prop. What are you joking me? And Daniel Andrews said she always had great integrity. Politicians are the worst. They are the worst. Seriously, I used to think boxing was corrupt. I would, I would trust Don King ahead of any politician in Australia. Like, what a bunch of scumbags. And they just thieve money off us every week. And this is what we get. She, get this right. She oversaw a grant of $5.5 million to clay pigeon shooting Australia. No, no. $5.5 no. Do you want to know where we ended up at Tokyo? 21st! We came 21st! A bloke, a bloke from the Czech Republic won gold. Do you reckon he had five and a half million bucks behind him? A 57-year-old from Kuwait won bronze! Do you reckon he had five million bucks behind him? I tell you what, give me five and a half, five and a half million today, I guarantee you a podium in Paris. <laughs> I, I guarantee it. Oh, seriously. Oh, I have yes. had enough of this lot. <laughs> I don't need to get out of my house too. That's it. <laughs> Take a deep breath, brother. I'd vote for you, Lima. And just quickly, are we all enjoying the Continental Tyres AFL trade period? Because that's the only way I refer to it now. Yeah, it's the Continental Tyres. <laughs> AFL trade is it really sponsored? That yeah. is a joke. Yeah. No, fi finally the AFL trade period has found continental ties. It's a match made in heaven. <laughs> yeah, it's finally, yeah. it now feels complete. And I'll just leave you with this, guys. Uh, our idiot of the week. Uh, Georgia Southern. I don't know. Are you into your uh, college football? Yeah. yeah, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. But college like... football with Georgia Southern. Defensive tackle Gavin Adcock. The team buses on the way to a game and they were driving past a bunch of fans at the college. Got a bit of audio here of the... Uh... There we go. He jumped on the roof of the bus, started surfing on the roof of the bus. Someone threw him a beer. He opened it, sculled it. Ah. Uh and he's now been suspended for the rest of the season. Oh, no. <laughs> on the way to a game. On the way college to a game. Shoot. Mate, you what always rust far, you run faster after a beer. He knows that. He, he know knows that. that, but he's got a job as the mascot now, so he, yeah. we gust the oh, eagle for the rest oh, of the season. Gosh. All right, thank you, team. <laughs> oh, you I need a Thanks, couple mate. of songs, Blakey, to recover from that belly laugh. That was good gear, <laughs> Limo. Uh, coming up very shortly, we are going to relive the grand final. Uh, just absolute elation for Melbourne fans. Uh, sadness for Bulldogs. Dogs fans, and then we'll get into our tips for a big days of racing right here on Triple M's Dead Set Legend. Joey, Jay Z, and Emma. I really love listening to you guys all week, two in the morning. You're doing a ripping job. Uh, thank you, mate. Very well, kind. that's some wonderful feedback, well isn't it? Thank you for the promo. <laughs> we'll put that in the promo for, <laughs> for the next five years. <laughs> Triple M's Dead Set Legends. The serious outdoor work you need. Serious outdoor tools. Nikita, rule the outdoors. 
It's nearly been a week, boys, since the Melbourne fans were in absolute heaven after their grand final win in Perth. Those first two quarters, I was getting nervous, as you all were, as to where it was going to head if you're a Melbourne fan. But then they just came out in the third and completely dominated, stealing it from the dogs. It was a brilliant grand final, Joe. I know the scoreline, it was a bit one-sided in the end. But have you ever seen anything like it in a grand final? I mean, I don't reckon a state of origin side would have stopped Melbourne late in that third quarter, early fourth quarter. I've never seen the ebbs and flows of momentum in a grand final like that. Mm. I mean, you said it, I mean, a quarter time, Em, I thought this was all over. I started texting a few Melbourne friends and said, hey, this is all over. The way they played that first quarter, you said they have got this in the bag. Mm. And then you didn't see what happened in the second quarter. And the dogs just all of a sudden found their groove and Trelaw and Bonds and Pally were awesome. And then when they got those couple of goals early in the third, you sort of started going, oh, wow. I I wasn't thinking Melbourne would lose, but I thought, gee, this is game on now. Mm. Melbourne have, because Melbourne had been in situation a number of times and then of course Jay-Z as you said nobody in their right mind could see a 100 to 7 onslaught when you were facing a grand final defeat right in the eye 19 points down and you turn it on to to score 100 points to 7 it's something I don't think we'll ever see again yep. it was absolutely phenomenal they were unstoppable especially in that midfield but I want to you know what's well, something I think is flown under the radar there are eight players Melbourne fans who are 21 years or younger, yep. in that premiership team. Wow. This is not a Geelong experience, Richmond model. This is Bowie 19, Jackson 20, Pickett 20, Jordan 20, Rivers 20, Petty 21, Spargo 21, Sparrow 21. Like, what do you think of this? I fear that Melbourne's in this premiership sweet spot with Clary and Petraka driving the bus that is a four, five, six-year window. I mean, when you look at how young that premiership, they are babies, Joey. Yeah, you now, don't see that very often. Nah, they'll be disappointed if they don't win another premiership in the next sort of, you know, two, three, four, five years because they've now got their game, their, their style and system is spot on. They're mentally in the right spot. And as you said, age profile, no one has played 200 games for them. So Max Gorn's, what, 30 or just turned 30? Yeah. He's probably the oldest, but he could still play for a few more years with the, the ruck position and the way that he plays. And they've still got Luke Jackson anyway. Yeah, um, yeah they're in the sweet spot for at least three to five years. He gets set up to become the most exciting player in the competition. I think he's not far off that bracket um, already. Electric forward. He's going to be a really fun player to watch over the next uh, five series. His whole career, yeah. really. But Melbourne, so they've got Petrarca and Oliver on the best part of a million. We know Gorn is on a lot of money, but he's, you know, not, he's in the twilight of his career or coming to that part. How's Melbourne going to keep them all from a list management perspective, Joey? Because you'd be looking at some of those youngsters, some of those babies. Bailey Fritch, for example, who's on peanuts, he's looking at a huge payday. Can they keep them all together? And how does the footy club sell that dream? Like you well, mentioned Jackson. Success is one. I mean, success we've seen. If you were playing in a winning team, you're prepared to take a little bit less because you're playing in a successful side. So I think a lot of those Melbourne players... Of course, they'll be they'll be able to earn more at, at another club. Most players would, but success certainly helps. And really, I think we've seen it even with Richmond and, and Geelong. If, even if you lose some of your fringe players, mm. when you're in such a strong position with your, your list and the way you're playing, if one or two of their fringe players do go to another club for more opportunity or for a huge pay rise, Melbourne will still be fine. It's not a big deal. They're going to keep their they're going to keep the players they want. And if a few slip through, that doesn't matter. They'll be fine. And what about the coaching? You know, Simon Goodwood, he could, it would have been very easy for him to pick Nathan Jones, to pick Jake Melksham, to keep Neville Jetter in the side for longer. Instead, he put his faith in these kids as we spoke about. But no one heard of Jake Bowie, you know, around 7, 8, 8, and he bobs up like Caleb Daniel. So I think it's fantastic. The integrity in the selection, I think, is fantastic. The other side of the coin, the Western Bulldogs. We mm-hmm. said at the start of the year, it's the best midfield in the comp or thereabouts. The ruck is still a headache. Steph Martin's 35. Right, Jordan Sweets looking at his options might leave. Tim English, I don't know whether they trust him in the ruck. Mm. What if you if you're Sammy Power, 
What are you doing in the ruck, Joey? Well, you're going to explore your options and see what what is out there. But unless you can get a, a bona fide number one ruck that you think can make a big difference, I mean, I think they've still just got to go to the well with Tim English and put it on him. Another preseason, develop his craft. He's still young. I mean, not many ruckmen. I mean, Max Gorn wasn't even playing at Tim English's age. Yep. He was coming off knee recos and still finding his feet. Um, you know, I think you've still got to stick to what you've got. You've signed Stefan Martin for one more year. Tim English, give him another chance. Hopefully you keep Jordan Sweet because I think he's a he's a really talented developing ruckman as well. Um, but it's been an issue for them for a long period of time. Unless they can, you know, make a trade for a bona fide number one ruck, I think they've just got to continue to get better in that area. The issue is Sweet, right? So they went with Lewis Young late in the season. Yeah. So he played five games, got stitched up by Max Gorn in round 11 or 12, and he doesn't play for the rest of the season. So if you're Jordan Sweet, and this shows you where this trade period's at, um, he's played five games this year, we're talking about him, if, you, if you're him and the, the coach doesn't trust you to play late and see when they were desperate for a Ruckman, what do the Bulldogs need? A Ruckman to play. They're going for Lewis Young and Josh Dunkley and Marcus Bontempelli in the Ruck, and they don't pick him. So for he, from his perspective, he'd be thinking about, well, do they, do they have faith in Yeah, him? well, that's where, as a young player, and this is where I still have that bit of the old school mentality, I'd rather see a young player say, okay, coach, what is it about me you don't, you don't rate? I can improve in this area. So I'm going to prove the coach mm. wrong, and I'm going to force my way for him to pick me. Sometimes I think seems a bit of the modern age. It's a little bit more, oh, I'll go somewhere else because it's a bit easier, and I'll just go where I'm loved and wanted, where sometimes some players, if they're on the fringes or not getting a game, grit your teeth, find out what it is that you need to improve on, and go to work and actually try and do that. So for Jordan Sweet, I think they love his competitors in the ruck. He just can't cover the ground. Mm. So go and have your best off-season ever. Mm. Don't get on the grog with all your mates every day during your break. Go and run every day. Mm. Get yourself in a fit shape. For Tim English, whatever it is he needs to work on, grit your teeth, come back, and help the dogs go one better next year. If Sweet goes, I reckon they need someone. It's been a headache for the Bulldogs for three years. They don't want to go into next season. Have you can't Steph say Martin need someone. Down. Like who? You can't, like, you know. Well, what, yeah. yeah, I guess. Well, the even worse-case scenario is it Darcy Fort from Geelong? You know, Peter Laddams mm. is going to cost Darcy Fort's more. not a bad one. That's a good one. Yeah. I think he's, he's he could have played more AFL footy, 27 years of age. Yep. Competitive Ruckman follows up, won the Geelong best and fairest in the yep. VFL. That might be one that you get for nothing. He wants an opportunity. Reece Stanley signed for two more years at Geelong. And Asava Radagalea, so his options there, his prospects there, are a little bit limited. Boys, we love this time of year. Even though we're missing footy action, the racing is really heating up with some great action at Flemington and Randwick today. Hope you're excited as I am. Sort of a compulsory quality day. Like, you look outside, it's raining, it's wet. We're not going outside. We're not doing anything. Joe, we're sitting on our backsides on the couch. And there's big fields, even yep. races. Yeah, it's yep. just got to be careful today if you gamble responsibly because yep. it is always a hard day, isn't it, Em, this time of year? Have you mastered? Yeah, it's a really tricky day. Have you mastered being able to, I bet you have mastered this, Em, sitting on your floor sort of playing Duplo or you know with your kids or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then the game just takes a little three-minute break, doesn't it, as you <laughs> look to the screen as a race for. And then you're back in with it. Quick one. I sort of, the other day, the um, uh, Aaron and Noah had been out. Noah turned the TV on and it was the racing show, yeah. the racing channel. Because I thought I was home by myself before <laughs> that. Last thing I watched, obviously, before I went to bed. Busted. And then it comes on and he goes, oh, daddy's show. And mum was like, <laughs> yeah. mm. How's this? Same thing at, at our house. Will's at kindy, you know, last week. And they were talking about what they're going to do on the weekend. And Will just said, watch horsies. I went, mm, <laughs> That says a lot about our family and uh, not in a good way. Anyways, let's try and find you some yes. winners going forward. Um, let's start off with the Turnbull in Melbourne because that's the group one uh, at Flemington today that we're really excited about. It's a precursor to the Cups and we're going to see two of the biggest stars of the spring going head to head in basically a match race over the 2000. So you've got mm. Very Elegant who won the Caulfield Cup last year and then Incentivise who's the Caulfield and Melbourne Cup favourite today. Mm. Um, yesterday Incentivise was the favourite but 
the tables have turned. And this morning, very elegant, $2.15 incentivized, $2.50. I'm sticking with the mayor, though. I reckon she's just going great guns at the moment, winning in sensational fashion in the George Main. But it will be a tussle. I reckon you could probably bundle them up in an exacta, but you like to throw in Sir Dragon A as well. I'm just going to throw Sir Dragon A in the quaddy for the weather. Well, of course, won the Cox Plate and it, it loves it wet. But So you're tipping very elegant, Em. You think that will come out on top. So why? Yeah. Oh, she. I, I just think at this time of uh, the preparation, she's going great guns. I think incentivize, I'd say he's going to win one of these cups coming going forward, but... I don't think he's peaked just yet. His grand finals in two, three, four weeks. Mm. So that's why I'm leaning towards that. But too short to bet. Anything in else race. in Melbourne? Uh, no, I'll leave the rest leave of Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah, it's a uh, tough day, Melbourne. It is a tough day and there's a lot of good action in Sydney. Let's start off with the flight stakes, which is for the three-year-old fillies over the mile. Um, four moves ahead at $4.50 is the favourite with Nashville Willow, who only a couple of weeks ago rode four winners on a Saturday, which is just extraordinary stuff. And then Von Trapp is the other one, the other filly that I really like in this race. She ran on really well last start. The mile's going to suit to a tee. Uh, and she's at a, she is at a fair price at the moment. And over ten dollars, so yeah, you like double, something... So that's race seven, isn't it? Ramwick, race yep. seven, number one, four moves ahead, and number eight, Von Trapp. And then in the Epsom, uh, this is a really tricky race. Both the Epsom and the Metropolitan, two big feature races in Sydney today, and it's quite an even spread. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to go th- throw these three into a trifecta, um, and also have them each way. Um, Riadini. He dropped seven and a half kilos from last start, running second to Very Elegant. Um, he is the favourite, but again, like a $5 favourite, so you're getting a little bit of value there. Ice Bath, she loves some rain. They're not going to get it in Sydney today. The track is still going to be dead, um, but she's running so well, and Cascadian is due a big effort today as well. So Riadini, Ice Bath, and Cascadian. And then I told you this story yesterday on the rush hour, Joey, but I do love it. So great house in the Metropolitan. Jay, you'll love this as well. Yep. There's a jockey called Jeff Penza. He's 51 years old. Wow. He's never won a group one, and today he's got a legitimate chance to win his first group one at the age of 51 on Great House at $17. That's, there you go. That's a nice So That's race nine, number 15, Great House. If so, you want a little bit of an omen and support old Jeff. That's the photo, isn't it? That's the photo for tomorrow. If he can get up, jumping off of a horse, age 51, just a spring chicken, gives you treat yourself. And to put it into perspective, um, M, he's won, He's going for his first. And Nash Willow, how many has he won? Well, Nash has won probably in the 30s or 40s, but Hugh Bowman's won 99, Huey. and today he's oh, got yes. his chance to win his 100. Oh, so. Huey Bowman might win 100. Yeah, there so today go. if he can win either the flight, the Metropolitan or the Epsom, notching up 100 Group 1 wins, I think there's only three other jockeys in Australia to have ever achieved that. So it would be a milestone. Remembering that he won 25 of those Group 1s on wins. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's right. That helps. Really did help his uh, very good. Hey, as we always do. percentage booster. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, a bit of money in the bank too. <laughs> uh, we'll put those tips out on socials as well for everyone to follow after this. So it's going to be a good day. But it is a tough day. In Melbourne, I do just have one tip, Jay-Z. Just a little one early in the day that will win. So you can just put it in the sort of a multi or bank, bank it early. Race two, number three at Doombin. Uh, that will win. I'm just trying to find here. It's called the Pines. The oh, yes. Pines, yeah, that'll win in Doombin. That's at 12.30. Paying? Kicks the day. It's only $2. Okay. But uh, you can double just your money. Kitty up. Yep. Build, build a bit of a kitty to uh, play with the quaddy for the day. Yeah, exactly right. Gamble responsibly, of course. Joey, earlier you had a pick one you dealt out to all of us. I did. I uh, was speaking about it with a few friends, so I thought I'd pose it to uh, our DSL friends and family here. And I asked you all, and you can all give me an answer, is there any experience or event that you would go to 
But on the receiving end, you have to do 10 days in jail. So it was off the back of Hayden Burbank from Morris Jones, who illegally got over to Perth, got into the grand final, got into the rooms. He had the ultimate experience, but now he's locked up in a Western Australian pen. Mm. Is there anything that you would do, Jay-Z, and cop 10 days jail? I'd be... Terrible in jail, uh, Joey. <laughs> I'd be the bloke curled up in the corner, not wanting to talk, just being like scared and petrified. So I don't, I don't think there'd be anything in the world that I would do 10 days in jail for, not even consider it. Okay, horrible. Well, you see, the thing for me is like, sure, there's the 10 days and that's not a very long stint, but there is the stigma that's attached to yes, it. Yes, the, the notoriety. Oh, it's yeah. a black mark against your name for the rest of your life. <laughs> but if you explain to people the reason why you went to jail is because you got to go and see the greatest rock band live and then meet them backstage. Yeah, it's not do? like it's a stigma. No, I'm like you, Jay-Z. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a scaredy cat. There's no way I'm... I thought, I thought long and hard about it. I don't think there's anything I'm desperately wanting no. to see live that I would cop some time in jail for. Come out with a tattoo. <laughs> that oh, makes Emma? four of us. That makes four of us. We're all scaredy cats. None of us want to go into the clink. <laughs> uh, good luck to those ones uh, locked up in Perth at the moment. Hope you're enjoying your time in prison. Let's mm. do this. The Dead Set Legends. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. Now, this is where we get something off our chest. And, Jay-Z, something really annoyed me yesterday that I have to get off my chest. It was your paper. And clearly it's this time of year where there's not a lot to write about. We understand that. But there was the old dollar quote, ring up Kevin Bartlett, ask him about the rules again. (laughs) Like, seriously, getting Kevin Bartlett to talk about the rules. So he was complaining about the stand on the rule, saying that it was no good. It meant that... 17 v 18, and it took the man on the mark out of the play, mm-hmm. and it was saying it was an unfair advantage. And then in the same sentence, he was then complaining about how not enough goals are kicked and how it's too low scoring <laughs> and how Harry Mackay only kicked 58 goals to win the Coleman. I was reading the article, I'm like, how many times do we have to read <laughs> these rules and Kevin Bartlett giving his take on the game? I mean, oh, I was doing my head in. So that was yeah. a give me a spell. It is a slow trade period. It is. <laughs> but I think people have got to realise too, defence does win premierships. So yes. once again, Melbourne were clearly the best defence we've almost ever seen. The Western Bulldogs were second best. So you have to defend. It is always going to be played differently to the way it was played in the 1960s and 70s. Uh, that's uh, my give me a spell. Good one, Joe. I like that one. Uh, this one's directed at you, Joseph. Um, my mail well, tells me that uh, when you were shooting the longest kick... Uh, for Fox 40, you forgot your boots and you only had runners, so you had to borrow Eddie Betts's while you were That there. is true. To be honest, I didn't forget my boots. I, in my thought, well, the longest kick, do I really need to wear boots? Yeah. Like, I just thought it was, you know, a bit of kick, kick and giggle. Had my kid on. Then when I rocked up, all the other boys were, like, warming up Serious? and wearing their footy boots and all this sort of stuff. Ankles strapped, and I was a bit out of my depth. I thought, oh, gee. So after I shanked the first one, I did borrow... Eddie Betts' boots for my second kick. Give me a spell, Joey. Come on, mate. You played football your whole life. You'd think you'd remember uh, your boots. Hey, so you know I keep a close eye on the supermarket prices, particularly in the it. fresh fruit and vegetable uh, uh, section. Now, the, the, the strawberry prices are outrageous at the moment. <laughs> and normally I'm saying I'm complaining because, you know, like a tomato is expensive or something like that. But they can get a strawberry, Joey, like a fresh, juicy strawberry for like a dollar $1.50 a punnet at the moment. So, like, they are cheap as chips. Go and get your berries, uh, my friends, because they are absolutely peak. <laughs> And prime and cheap. You can, like, I'm buying four or five punnets at a time. You should see the strawberry uh, production in our house. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. So go out there. I feel for the strawberry producers, though. They've obviously got a big crop. Oh, oversupply. Right. Yes. So anyway, pop on down to your local Coles or Woolies and grab some strawberries. And that's a give yeah. me a spell or is that no, an advertising, a, an advertising uh, no, I just like spiel? Jay-Z's an ambassador for strawberries now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, no, well, normally I'm potting, <laughs> potting the vegetable price section, but this, I'm, you know, you got to um, give me a little pat on the backside sometimes. Great one. 
It's Triple M's Dead Set Legend of the Week. So we know we love to look at Aussies abroad and what they're doing and some of the achievements overseas, and obviously a bit difficult at the moment, but... I found this one that caught my eye, Jay. I want to get your take. So yeah. Aussie swimmer Chloe McArdle yeah. is aiming to become the world record holder for the most crossings across the English Channel. She's just one shy of swimming the English Channel 43 times. It's a 35-kilometer swim, Jay-Z. Yeah. She's about to do it for the 43rd time. No, thanks. Would you rather 10 days in jail or swim the English <laughs> Channel 43 times? Jail. Seriously. <laughs> I could not think of anything worse. Imagine getting into a deep, dark, cold oh. ocean and do it and swimming oh. 24 hours doing oh. that 43 oh. times. Congratulations to her, though. Yeah, that well is, that, you know what? The reason why it's so remarkable is because most of us um, mere, mortal, cats, mere yeah. mortals and scaredy cats would never even contemplate it. So that is absolutely yeah. an amazing effort by Chloe McArdle. So we might even see if we can get her on the show in coming weeks. Joey, I, I go. You know, you go to a pool, and like I feel like fifty meter lap. I feel like that's a lot. <laughs> I can't even go swim one k, let alone thirty five. We're gonna have to stop halfway here. Yeah. Uh, uh, very also good. Also, in part of uh, what you've just said, Joey, uh, Movember is on a mission to stop men from dying too young, and we need your help. Mental health and suicide prevention, prostate cancer, and testicular cancer. Movember are taking them all on for our fathers, partners, brothers, sons, and mates. United we mow. Sign up now, Movember at Movember.com, whatever you grow will save a bro so get involved with that now Movember not too far away uh, great show guys enjoyed that a lot and we'll be back to do it again all next week on 105.1 Triple M Triple M's Dead Set Legends is done for another day so in the words of Corey Homicide Williams you have a great day <laughs> serious outdoor work requires serious outdoor tools and Makita are helping you rule the outdoors so good it's scary